if the Cardinals stick and pick at number three overall, is there a situation where they could trade back into the first round? Let's roll. You are locked on Cardinals. Your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome in, Locked On Cardinals. Alex Clancy here. Follow me on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. I'm in a weird mood today. Thanks for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen each and every day, free and available on all platforms. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. We're in a holding pattern. We don't know what's going to happen. There are more and more teams linked to the number three overall pick, which is good for business. The Arizona Cardinals are getting new uniforms. Cool. I'll reserve judgment until I see them. I'm sure they're going to be an upgrade from what they are now. Let's TBD that. I'm not going to do a podcast where I break down a color palette like I'm Bob Ross. Ain't gonna happen, but it's gonna be fun when they're unlocked out of the briefcase that's in the Sonoran Desert somewhere. If you follow the Arizona Cardinals Twitter page, you would have seen the hype video for the soon-to-be new uniforms the Arizona Cardinals are gonna unveil. Should the Cardinals, if they stay at three overall and pick, find themselves in a position to trade back into the first round, even if they move back and trade back into the first round. Say they move back to seven with with Vegas or 11 with the Raiders or 12 with Houston, who is another team that's linked to the number three overall pick, where they'd be picking second and third in this year's draft. Could the Cardinals find themselves in a position where they trade back into the first round, regardless of what they do with the number three overall pick. And before you say, oh, there goes Alex saying crazy things again. I don't know why it sounded like a Southern grandma there. Grandma Gertrude. Um, but it's just something to talk about. It's another angle. And there's a specific reason why I think that. And I've thought about this a lot. Like, I almost didn't do a segment on this, to be completely honest. I almost didn't do a segment on it because I'm like, well, you know, chances are it's not going to happen. But in this time surrounding the Arizona Cardinals, with so many unknowns for the future, with so many potential roads to get to said future, with the number three overall pick being the first you know, just uh, important leverage tool that the Cardinals have in an effort to position, position themselves in a more positive light and trajectory for the future. You've got to think about all options. Should they trade back? Yes. I've said that since day one. Other people are jumping on board now. Fantastic. Should they trade back? A thousand percent. Should they trade back twice? A million percent if they can. 
if they trade back twice, trading back into the first round doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So I'm going to remove that from this from this actual podcast itself. But I'm going to take these next two segments and talk about the potential of them using their second round pick this year and another entity and move back into the first round. So first scenario, if the Cardinals draft Will Anderson at three, should they look to move back into the first round with teams that are, you know, they're looking to move back, Minnesota being one of them. I actually, we actually did our mock draft and it'll be out April 20th, so a week from today. And you'll see who I picked at number three overall. But I got DM'd by Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings. Like, hey, do you want to move back? And I won't tell you if, if we did, if we talked or not, but that's something he mentioned to me. And because there have been multiple reports that Minnesota is looking to trade out of the first round, accumulate draft capital, build out that roster. And I thought, well, you know, in real life, what would it take for the Cardinals to trade up to 23, 25, 27, 29, depending on what teams want to do and if there's a package that would allow them to move back and still get a potential player that they'd like? And there's one player that would change the trajectory of all of this for the Cardinals. And the reason why I say this and why I'm going to say this is because this would be the best case scenario for the Cardinals with this one specific player. And it's DeAndre Hopkins. So if the Cardinals stick at three, if the Cardinals trade back to 11 or something like that, get future capital. DeAndre Hopkins still on the team during the draft. We don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Say the Cardinals take their top of the second round pick, you know, third, you know, second, the third pick in the second round, package DeAndre Hopkins with it and move back into the first round, jumping five, seven spots, eight spots, something like that. And you can take a player that you want, whether it be offensive lineman, corner, interior defensive lineman, whatever it is. The Cardinals need everything. It's like, well, that's giving up a lot for DeAndre Hopkins. Is it? Is it because last time I checked, the Cardinals aren't getting a first round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. The Cardinals aren't getting a second round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, obviously. The Cardinals aren't looking to even get a third round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, or it's not looking like the Cardinals would. So if you would normally have the 35th or 36th pick in the draft, and you want to move back into the mid to late 20s in the first round, it would garner you probably a future second round pick or a third round pick to move up. Probably. I mean, a third round pick. I don't even think that would get it done. It would have to be the 2024 second round pick to move up seven spots back into the first round. And that's the reason why teams want to trade back. So in that, if Deandre Hopkins is still on the team and they're still hell bent on moving him, me on the record, they should retain Deandre Hopkins, pay him a lot of money this year, extend him, make him happy this year with money and then make him happy with the future with the winning team. When he Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray can all be on the same field together. Still in that camp. I don't think they should move him, but I'm kind of resigned to the fact that they will. So if the Cardinals drafted three or trade back to like seven or 11 and they get future capital, it makes this year's second round pick kind of expendable, kind of disposal, disposable, disposable got there. And then with DeAndre Hopkins, 
even though they shouldn't move him again, just for the record, they should not trade him, but even so they say they wanted to move back in the first run and, and maybe grab somebody that they didn't think would drop that they don't want to wait to see if seven other teams between that pick and the Cardinals pick in the second round are going to take them. Why not take your second round pick, take DeAndre Hopkins and move back into the first round and trade that player or trade with that team, DeAndre Hopkins in a second round pick and you nab another first rounder. While it's cosmetic and logistical and it's very, very fragile with what the Cardinals should be doing with their draft capital. If they don't get a haul or trade back twice from three, and there are between, say they trade back with Tennessee or they trade back with Houston, and there are 23, 21, 22 picks between that pick and the Cardinals' second round pick, and they want to package DeAndre Hopkins and move back into the first round, DeAndre Hopkins plus second rounder will get them that mid-20s pick in the first round. And they can go get somebody they want instead of waiting and hoping that that player is going to be there. What will that look like if they stick and pick at three? What will that look like if they trade back to seven or 11? I'm going to break that down next as I continue here on Locked on Cardinals to make you think I continue here on Locked on Cardinals to just, I want to be prepared for everything. And I want to inform you what other things to be prepared for. Because we have, regardless of what Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay, or any mock drafter in any level will tell you that the best course of action is for the Cardinals, the only people who know what's in the best course of action for the Cardinals is a newly appointed GM and head coach. And nobody knows what this next iteration of the Arizona Cardinals is going to look like. So that's why being prepared for everything is more than important. Locked on Cardinals, your team every day. Something else that's more than important is finding things that taste good, that are healthy, and don't have a whole lot of fat. And I'll tell you what. Built Bar is that snack, food, bar, whatever you want to call it. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the calories and sugar, then you need to be ingesting the best tasting best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this, okay? If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got something for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing, you won't think that they're good for you. You've got to try it. And what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. I've tried all of them. They're incredible. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 7 grams of sugar, and a whopping... 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars, Built.com. But now you can get them at local Walmart or Sam's Club while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. That's right. Head to the nearest Walmart today, walk into the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can get a, you can get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puff. 
If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, puff, which is absolutely insane, and churro puff. You can thank me later. So while I'm not saying that it's more, it's likely that the Cardinals will trade back into the first round, it's something that could maximize the trade value for DeAndre Hopkins because it'll be masked in getting a second-round pick also in return for the team that were to trade back for the Cardinals if it were to happen. And that's kind of the guys under which I mentioned that. Thank you for making Lockdown Cardinals your first listen every day. Every dayers. Tomorrow on the show, I'm going to just dive deeper into the draft. I'm going to dive deeper into DeAndre Hopkins, what this roster looks like, what Michael Bidwell's situation could impact this team moving forward. I mean, we've got just a jam-packed show tomorrow. The Arizona Cardinals select Will Anderson at number three overall. Then you're looking at what the other needs the Arizona Cardinals have. Interior defensive line, offensive line, corner, wide receiver, running back. Like it's crazy how many positions of needs the Cardinals have. And if you're starting to see picks go 20, 21, 22, 23, and you see a team, you know, like Minnesota or Buffalo or, you know, I, I'm not sure what other teams are, are in the market to trade down, but teams get in the market to trade down when their guy that they think is going to fall to them doesn't, everything changes. There's always contingency plans. So if the Cardinals find a, a corner or an offensive lineman or listen, man, could be a wide receiver, like, there is no proper playbook to fixing the Cardinals. There's going to be a just combination of who they seek in the draft, whether it be sticking and picking a three or trading back, and the best player available at a position of need for the Cardinals. And a lot of that is going to be predicated upon what other people choose, what other teams choose. But if the Cardinals stick and pick at three, it gives such a wide gap, a full round gap between their that, that pick and their next pick. And I'm not saying that to be like, well, duh. But what I see in those 32 picks is possibility. What I see in those 32 picks is, what is Monty going to do? What I see in those 32 picks is, can the Cardinals make a move packaging DeAndre Hopkins and that second round pick to move back into the first round and get an impact maker for the next five, seven, eight years for the Cardinals? There are no rules in the NFL draft. The only rule in the NFL draft is you got to put your, you have to make your pick before the time runs out. That's it. Everything else is on the table. Every real life football has turned into Madden with your buddies. It's turned into dynasty mode in college football or Madden or NBA 2K or whatever. It's Looney Tunes. There's no rules anymore. Everything happens. You're like, wait, that can't possibly happen. Well, it did. The San Francisco 49ers traded three first-round picks to move up to number three overall to draft a guy who played one game the year before, like 12 games before that, and that was it. It's, it's lunacy. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I'll tell you what, crazier things have happened than the Cardinals picking at three and then packaging DeAndre Hopkins in the second-round pick to move back into the first round. Not only to get a guy that they want seven or eight picks earlier, but also to maximize the potential in the trade with DeAndre Hopkins. 
Now, if the Cardinals trade back to 7 or 11, 12, something like that, it gets a little trickier and it gets, it's more polarizing. It's like, okay, so the Cardinals trade back to 7, the Raiders want whatever, Anthony Richardson. Here's the thing. Anthony Richardson is plus 110 to go number three overall right now. Okay. If Anthony Richardson goes number one, all of these podcasts mean nothing. Like everything means nothing that I've done up until this point because all bets are off. The Cardinals could 100% get three first round picks if Anthony Richardson goes number one or number two. If Bryce Young or CJ Stroud are available at number three, everything's off. All of these things don't make, it doesn't mean anything. And that's why the draft is so fun and so frustrating. And so everything, especially when it's the Arizona Cardinals, because they rarely do anything right. But if, say the Raiders want Anthony Richardson at three, and they offer a first next year and a third this year, something like that, you know, just, and the Cardinals, you know, accept it. And they trade back to seven. Okay. Them having an extra first round pick next year makes it all the more reason why they can get Silly Pants USA in 2023. They're already locked up. They've got an extra pick in the first round on top of the bevy of other picks that they have. So if the Cardinals with the second round pick and DeAndre Hopkins want to move back and take Minnesota up on their offer or, you know, another team, I, I don't know the draft order on the back end. It doesn't really matter because again, things change on draft day. Like everybody's got a plan to get punched in the mouth. Mike Tyson, they could, I mean, the Cardinals, if they want to move back in the first round and take another impact player in this draft, because they somewhat punted on the one percenter transcendent quote unquote talent and Will Anderson in this year to get a future draft pick. What's to say they can't move back into the first round and draft another position of need. With an extra first round pick in the back. So when I ask the question to myself, because I host this podcast alone, and I love it, what if they trade back to 11 or 12? That would probably garner three first-round picks in the future, both of which would be for teams who are going to be bad for a while. Now, Houston has a way better trajectory than Tennessee, but those picks are going to be massive for the Cardinals building of this organization for the future or be used as pieces to accumulate veteran top tier talent then does it get stickier or does it make it more like uh, uh likely that they would trade back into the first round because now they have all the draft stock yeah because you under hopkins move back in draft an offensive line draft a wide receiver hell you could draft a draft a mascot who gives a rip they're gonna have so much draft capital for the future if they trade back to 11 or 12 they can do whatever the hell they want in this draft so last 20 minutes of radio podcast sorry habit so i haven't called this radio in a long time we're 12 years in sports where i've never called i've i don't know if i've ever called this podcast radio the cardinals should 100 percent have on the table trading back into the first round with their second round pick Packaging with DeAndre Hopkins if he's still a part of the team come draft day. I've come into contact with the crown jewel of mock drafts. And I am fascinated and excited to share it with you. That's next, Locked on Cardinals, your team every day.
Please like, subscribe, turn the notifications on the YouTube channel. Search Locked On Arizona Cardinals. Hit that subscribe button, baby. I'm trying to get to 3,000 subscribers before the year starts. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming down the pike with Locked On. A lot of fun stuff. A lot of fun stuff. Again, and I've gotten a couple DMs since I said this on the last show. Send me a DM on Twitter, at Clancy's Corner. I, I'm not doing it to get followers. You can follow me if you want. But, like, I, I just love to interact with people. I, I, I want to know what you think. Agree with me, disagree with me, call me insane, call me a genius. Like, you know, I, I won't be called a genius, but please. Like, this is what this is here for. I've been in radio for 12 years and podcasting for, you know, since 2017 on this, on this platform. I want to engage as much as I can. That's what makes this fun. I love talking sports, obviously, but it's what personalizes your experience with me. I love interacting. So please, please feel free to reach out to me. And please feel free to keep that brain of yours malleable and flexible to possibilities of what could happen with the Arizona Cardinals come the 2023 NFL draft. And that's why I wanted to take two segments to dedicate them to the Cardinals potentially trading back into the first round because it's a viable option. It is. Everything is a viable option with the roster is currently constructed for the Cardinals and with the influx of negative uh, storylines and stuff surrounding Michael Bidwell, Monty Osborne, Jonathan Gannon, pretty much like trying to build this culture on their own because Michael Bidwell is his worst enemy. And he, you know, he obviously has been a terrible person to some people. And not diminishing that whatsoever, but, and I, I said this in Latin, in the last podcast and please go listen to it or on, you know, wherever you get your podcast or, uh, or on YouTube that, the issues with Michael Bidwell have no bearing on the win-loss record for the Cardinals, and the win-loss record for the Cardinals has no direct correlative or tangential you know, correlation to Michael Bidwell's troubles. They're separate entities, even though he owns the team. If the Cardinals go 0-17 or 17-0 the next two years, Michael Bidwell is still going to be a jerk. And that may be very, very much an underestimation of what people have experienced working as employees for that company that is the Arizona Cardinals. So all Monty Osiford and Jonathan Gannon can do, and the players obviously can do, is control what they can control. And that's change the culture, build a winning roster, and whatever happens with Michael Bidwell happens. He may sign the paychecks, but Monty Osiford and Jonathan Gannon have so much control over what happens in their dome within the dome of State Farm Stadium, which is how he, they coach and lead the players currently on the roster or who will be drafted or signed in free agency or via trade before the 2023 season starts. It's very important to understand. Now, we were sent the, quote, super mock draft from our newsletter, Locked On Podcasts. And what it did was it accumulated almost every mock draft that's been released this year. And it put a percentage next to what player each team would draft according to all of the mock drafts or most, almost every mock draft. And I want to do this for two reasons. One, I want to, I'll talk about the Cardinals pick, obviously. And two, 
kind of some players that are going in the mid to late 20s that could definitely benefit the Cardinals for this year and the future. So the, the Cardinals, pretty obvious. Will Anderson, 88% of mock drafts have the Arizona Cardinals taken Will Anderson. Okay, that's fine. The exciting stuff, the interesting stuff, the nerd out stuff for me is what happens after, you know, like 21 or 22. So let's start with 2020. Let's start with 22 with the Ravens. Jordan Addison, wide receiver out of USC, has the highest percentage in, in mock drafts. Minnesota Vikings, Keely Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia, 6'3", 4440, 8% chance, or 8% pick. John Michael Schmitz, center out of Minnesota, 25 to the Giants. You see what I'm talking about here? You're getting into this kind of nether region of, well, it's not the top of the first round. It's not the top of the second round, but it's right in the middle. Obviously, come on, duh. But like, it's in that weird spot where gems are found. And if the Cardinals offer DeAndre Hopkins and the second round pick to the Giants for 25 and they can they can grab a center for the next decade, Buffalo Bills, 27, Osiris Torrance, 18% of mock drafts. Anton Harrison, offensive tackle, Oklahoma going to the Bengals at 28, 12%. That's why I asked you, open up your minds to the potential of the Cardinals moving back into the second round, into the first round, and packaging DeAndre Hopkins. You heard it here first. You probably hear it elsewhere later, especially if it happens. I'm just... I mean, I'm going to wear a crown on a podcast if it happens. I will. One time, just for fun. I was Lancey, Locked on Cardinals. I'll talk to you tomorrow.